Welcome to the Brain Hickey Podcast, resources for marketers and entrepreneurs to help you leave a long-lasting mark on your audience, what I call a brain hickey. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Brain Hickey Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the golden rule to copywriting, and this applies to everything. Now, this rule is going to trump any single thing that you've ever learned, read, any guru told you, any funnel mastery class taught you. This is the 100% fundamental golden rule of copywriting on any medium for your audience, whether it's email, autoresponders, direct sales emails, sales pages, landing pages, or web copy. And here's the rule. Know your target market inside and out. Know your target market inside and out. All right, so why is this so important? Now you're probably thinking, of course, Adam, this is like marketing 101, know your market. But here's why we need to take it one step further. There's two things I want you to think about. One is focusing on sitting in front of someone at a mixer, right? You're out at a meet and greet or networking event or something. When you're sitting there having a dialogue with someone, you can see how different people have different triggers, right? It's it's easier to stay engaged with someone who you kind of share an understanding with and you can ask intellectual questions about their business, about what they're doing versus someone that's in a marketplace that's doing something totally new. I guess there's some intrigue that happens there. But the point is, is that staying engaged in those conversations is very unique person to person. And you can tell based on the feedback you get, that body language and how they're responding, how long your answers can be, what you can say, how to phrase what you're saying. So for me, I have people say, hey, Adam, what do you do for a living? I run into, the, into them at the dog park. You know, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I do uh, copywriting and email marketing. And they're like, copywriting. And I have people ask me, like, they think it's copyright law, you know, <laughs> like uh, intellectual property protection. So I have to tone it down and I say, hey, I'm, I'm a, I write for brands and I do, do sales writing for them. So again, you see how you have to take what you know and shift it so that they can hear what you have to say, right? So taking this concept of packaging what you need to say and delivering it to your target audience, excuse me, to your target audience is absolutely paramount. And here's one reason why. And this is one of my, my, my biggest failures that I've had. You know, I talk a lot on this podcast about failures because I find that when we examine our failures, it inspires us to critique our action and then get better on the next step. So, hey, I did this and it failed. What can I do to make it better? And then you find your successes. So here's the deal. I came from the in-home sales industry. I was a former consultant and sales trainer for the in-home sales industry. So I put together what all these companies were paying me top dollar for to, to train them and, and help them get systems in place. And I said, you know what? I keep going over the exact same thing over and over again for every company. And they're, and they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars. So how can I package this in a way where instead of me having to go over it each time, I, I make a really powerful training that goes over it and I can offer it at literally a tenth of the cost. So I'm thinking, hey, this is really high value. We got to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. So now I got to put together a sales funnel. And I literally purchased a training that helped launch a seven-figure business. And they said, literally watch click by click over our shoulders. We set it up and they show you like in lead pages and setting up the autoresponder and, and literally mapping out their entire funnel. And a big emphasis for them was on video sales letters, VSLs. So I write this VSL. I get it in the hands of some friends and some colleagues and some business folks that I know. And every single person 
And these are people I trust. I know they say don't ask friends for feedback because they blow smoke, which is true to an extent. But these folks I asked gave me great feedback. They're like, Adam, I got to the end and I didn't even realize that I like, like I didn't have a choice to pull my eyes away. I was captivated. It was great. You're going to kill it. So I'm super fired up. I launched my ad campaign on Facebook. We're driving cold traffic, different audiences, some semi-cold traffic using my email list. And I'm going after these uh, in-home sales guys, right? And they are not engaging. I think I made one sale. The video sales letter was 15 minutes long. And what it did is it was actually a power pack training that addressed a certain problem. But the answer to that problem was my product. But it also gave a ton of value whether or not they bought the product or not. So I'm sitting there and I said, everyone's telling me this VSL is awesome. The same funnel worked for their company. Why is it not working? So I, I sat down and I started to think about it. And I said, here's why. I figured it out. This is the wrong approach for this audience. That that approach may work great, but these this is a, an in-home sales industry where salespeople, owners and managers, they don't sit behind a desk. They are out in the field hustling from seven in the morning till dark every day, and then at night catching up on stuff. And I was from that industry. You know, you're working 12 to 16 hour days. Everything is super fast paced. You're running and racing from appointment to appointment. And you know, I was putting 30 to 50,000 miles on my truck a year. That was just for you know work mileage. And I realized these guys, when they're engaging with, with media, they're on their phone. So they don't have the privilege of sitting there and watching a 15 minute VSL, right? If I was in their shoes, I sure wouldn't. They're sitting in a fast food line at a drive-through and they've got a couple minutes here and there or waiting for a customer if they're late, if the customer's late or if they're early. And you need to have really power packed, fast, quick, here's the, here's the quick and dirty, which is the opposite of what most copywriting teaches you, right? So that's one avenue where that flopped because I didn't know that target. And what's funny is I know that target market probably better than most because I came from it and I've sold to them and I've worked with them and I trained them. But I had a massive failure by taking one of these gurus, one of these golden rules and trying to package it to this audience. So again, golden rule, know your audience. And I applied a rule, I applied a method in, in a, a funnel to an audience that wasn't receptive to that idea, right? That same that same analogy of being in a mixer. I'm, like I couldn't walk up to, to uh, a, let's say a recent college graduate who is a liberal arts degree and wants to pursue a career in art where I'm a nuclear engineer and start talking in science talk. It's just, there's no dialogue going to take place. So then repackaging it, I had success. Here's what I did. Most copywriting 101, and I just finished um, writing a couple autoresponders for two different companies recently. And one of these companies has a very, very sizable following. Their email list is approaching 2 million, and their audience is largely female, more emotional, and the uh, the autoresponders in Google Docs, I, I didn't run the word counts because it's not that important to me, uh, but it was roughly a page and a half to two pages per each me email of the autoresponder. And people engage with content this long because they have time and they're looking for value. And the audience is receptive to the way that these stories are told, okay? So then I go to sell this email to the in-home sales company, right? And I'm writing this email and normally you're writing more of a long form sales letter in an email and it's direct response. So you're looking at some relatively sizable length and then we're gonna click over to a landing page. Eh, flop, right? These guys don't have time to it. So I, here's what I did, I flipped the script. I did everything that you're not supposed to do. So let me ask you this, ask in your head, if you're gonna link to something in an email from a sales email, where do you put the link? 
Well, every single study tells you to put it at the bottom. Well, why? Because the reader that gets to the bottom of the email is the most qualified, right? They've, they've read the story, they've been prepped, you're selling them, they know what's going on, and the conversion rate is much higher because you're able to get your point across before they click and they're qualified. Whereas if you put it at the top of the email, someone clicks prematurely, they don't revisit your email, they archive it, they never finish, and if they're not qualified, they're gonna bounce. Okay. Most every study I've, I've ever read on where to put links in an email, always say put it at the bottom. So again, what's the golden rule of copywriting? Know your audience. I tried it. Didn't work. So what did I do? I wrote a very short email. I'm talking two to three paragraphs. And you know how it is. An, e an email paragraph is very short. We're talking a couple sentences each. So I think I wrote like a nine to, nine to 12 sentence email with the link in the middle and then a link at the end. Okay. My click rate increased substantially and my sales went up. Why? Because this market is fast paced. I knew the audience. I knew that I needed a very quick, powerful, very, very brief summation of what they were about to click to, which was also a training that had a timer. So they'd watch a, a, a quick video and then boom, they can make the sale. So lesson learned, know the audience, put the link up top, made it short. I broke every single rule in direct email marketing that's on the quote unquote traditional rule books and sales increased, conversion increased, clicks increased. So the takeaway is that it is very important to study what these gurus have to say. It's important to add tools to the toolbox to say, hey, you know what? I should do uh, a sales funnel that, that runs a really high, high value cold traffic ad to a sales page and then to an autoresponder that sends if they opt in or you know buy or don't buy or whatever it is and mapping out that funnel. Those are really important details to pay attention to. But what is most important of all is taking that knowledge and packaging it in a way that resonates with your target market. So here's what you need to do to know your target market intimately. First and foremost, identify the basic demographics, age, sex, income, education level. Those are the those are the backbones. Now the more that you can identify that persona, you know, I've even walked clients down into the, the to the detail of like tell me the story of your tar of a target customer. Not fictitious when people start saying, "Well, they do this and they do that." And I say, "No, no, no, no. The target customer. Pam, tell me about Pam or Mike or Barry or whatever the name is. I want the story of this one individual. Now, why do you do that? The reason is it narrows your focus. Instead of trying to, to cast this net on a, on a target audience into a target persona, target individual. And I'm sure if you're a marketer, if you're an entrepreneur, you've probably done exercises similar to this, but I, I would encourage you to revisit with this kind of scope in mind of packaging all of your communication mediums, all of your copy mediums to speak to this target persona. So who are they? What's their name? Where do they live? How many kids do they have? What type of education do they have? What do they do in their free time? What makes them tick? What excites them? What motivates them? What do they like? What do they dislike? What does their house look like? What does their front yard look like? What car do they drive? So when we ask these really complex issues, we really paint in our mind's eye who they are. And then we can start to focus on the language that we're going to use to craft the copy. And think, think to yourself, 
What does this target person's day look like? How much time do they have? When are they responding to emails? When are they on their computer? When are they on social media? Are they on social media on their phone or their laptop? And this will help you identify the correct channels, whether you're doing cold traffic via Facebook ads or Twitter ads or whatever it is, um, what time to send your emails. I split tested emails. And what's interesting is to the same list, these in-home sales guys I was telling you about, um, I used to have the best lead gen Lead gen happens the best in the morning. So I would send my emails, they'd plop in their inbox about 5.30, 6 in the morning. My phone would start ringing at seven o'clock, like clockwork, every email I sent. Whether I was, was, I was writing to this industry for myself or for other people that hired me to write to this industry. And it was always fantastic in the morning for lead gen. Now, why is that? People start their day, the first thing I do in the morning, I have my morning routine, I wake up, I sleep with an eye mask on, just like a habit comfort thing, right? Take my eye mask off and I do this morning um, I don't know if you'd call it like a meditation or breathing exercise, but I do this every single morning. And then I grab my phone and I check my work email and I check my to-do list. Those are the two things I do first. One, I want to see if I have anything pressing to get to right away for the day and to see my tasks for the day. So I have an idea of what's going on. And I realized through talking with other entrepreneurs that many people have a very similar morning routine. Do whatever you do when you wake up. And then you are on your phone checking email or you're in front of your computer while you're having coffee or having breakfast. And sometimes it's how people help wake themselves up. They don't shoot out of bed, right? So you're kind of in this go get them, seize the day, carpe diem mode in the morning. And that's why lead gen works. People get excited about it, right? So they can make a call. It's a very low commitment. So then I tried to make sales in the morning. Meh, 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 flop, didn't work. Why? People don't have the time for it. I can make a phone call on their way out the door. I can shoot an email off my phone, interested in talking, right? And then we can set up a time via correspondences, emails, phone calls later. But for me to make a commitment and sit there and buy and open up a page and read and make a decision, I, my mind's already on the day, maximizing the day, getting to my appointment, doing whatever. So I started to send my emails at night and I wanted it in the inbox about seven o'clock. I want them back, maybe finishing up dinner, just starting dinner and then winding down. You know, this is the time they're putting kids to sleep. If they don't have kids, they're, they're sitting in front of the TV, zoning out, watching Netflix or <clears throat> watching DVR. And they've got Facebook up on one tab and they're working on the other. And they're kind of going back and forth between the two. And this is their, their tinkering time. And in tinkering time, they have time to get their credit card out and make a sale and it works. So know your audience, match the product you're selling to your audience, to the time of day that's going to best serve your audience. So again, for this audience, and don't take this as a rule of thumb because there's no such thing, the golden rule of copywriting is to know your target audience, is what service are you providing? Who are you providing it to? How can you communicate that the most effectively? And then at what time of day and on what platform do you want to deliver that message? Now, if all those synergies mix, you're literally like priming an opportunity. It's not just the copy. It's all of this stuff put together that's going to create a ripe opportunity for conversion. I leave you with this because we're wrapping up today's podcast. Do look at all of the marketing research and do look at all the marketing funnels and, the, and what the gurus have to say, but package them with the golden rule in mind is to know your target market inside and out and take what you've learned and package it specifically for them. Because in marketing, especially in copywriting and communicating, there is not a one-size-fits-all answer. So that's all I got. And thanks for tuning in to the Brain Hickey Podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening. 
access all your supplementary podcast goodies at brainhickey.com. Don't forget to click subscribe for new episode alerts. And hey, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This is Adam Benzman signing off the Brain Hickey Podcast.